Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Hey, Andrew. Hello there, Edwin. Sure good to see you today. Hey, it's good to see you. I got some coffee here. Got my Bible open. I got some coffee also. I hope that everybody uh, enjoying the Text Talk and, and joining us for the conversation today is in a place where they can give that good attention to the Word of God. And take a sip of coffee. Which we do. Which we do. Which we do. I mean, unless you're driving, please be very careful about that. That's exactly right. Yeah. So Hebrews <sighs> chapter 6. Oh, what were you going to say? Well, I was just going to tell you. So we've got this new car insurance now. Oh. And uh, part of that is having an app on your phone, which grades you as you are driving. Been there, done that. Let me tell you something. That is judgment without mercy. It is judgment without that mercy. That app has no idea. They're not in the car. They don't understand. But that's not like Jesus, <laughs> who is the high wow. priest, merciful tempted in all compassion, points, yet without sin, and he's merciful. He wants to help. And I don't feel like that app wants to help me at all. <laughs> so well, yes, please be very careful if you're driving and listening to text. Talk I right loved now. that app because I got graded higher than anybody else in my household. Oh, see, so you're competitive like well, that. Of you want to win. I want to win. And I did. I won. Did you really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. But let's talk about Hebrews 6 before we get <laughs> sidetracked. All right. Well, hey, I've got Hebrews 6 open here in the New King James Version. And today we're going to read verses 1 through 8. Hebrews 6, verse 1. Therefore, leaving the discussion of the elementary principles of Christ, let us go on to perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith toward God, of the doctrine of baptisms, of laying on of hands, of resurrection of the dead, and of eternal judgment. And this we will do, if God permits. For it is impossible for those who were once enlightened and have tasted the heavenly gift and have become partakers of the Holy Spirit and have tasted the good word of God and the powers of the age to come, if they fall away, to renew them again to repentance, since they crucify again for themselves the Son of God and put him to an open shame." For the earth, which drinks in the rain that often comes upon it and bears herbs useful for those by whom it is cultivated, receives blessing from God. But if it bears thorns and briars, it is rejected and nearer to being cursed, whose end is to be burned. Wow. Wow is right. Picking up from our conversation yesterday at the end of verse 3, there was this list of things that, uh, you know, the Christian should know, and we want to teach you more, and if God permits, we're going to do that. And then this, uh, you know, message about people falling away and never coming back, and where's all that coming from? Seems kind of deep and mature. Well, it certainly is. Like we said yesterday, moving on to maturity. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, where is all that coming from? I think where all that is coming from is he's just pointed out that they, rather than progressing, Mm -hmm. have plateaued. They've stalled out. They stalled out as immature. I think one of the very first principles that we have to see from this is that being a disciple is a lot like being a tree. There's there's not some neutral ground. There, There is no just stalled out, plateaued place where we're all just okay and it's copacetic and we're just cruising right along. We're either advancing and maturing, or we are diminishing and dying. All right, and I think that's his point. He's like, guys, you've got to be careful. This so this this call to move on, then yes, grow, you know, go forward and grow more. That started at the end of chapter three. You're seeing the kind of the other side of the coin. 
If you don't, if you don't, if you don't grow, you're going to die. And if you die, you need to understand the consequences. And here, of course, this is just a really hard thing as it talks about how hard it is and impossible Mm -hmm. to renew someone to repentance after they have experienced all of this. You know, experienced is is a great word to capture it. Like the New King James said a couple of times, you have tasted it. You have tasted it. What visceral language, right? I mean, you've been so engaged at the goodness and the truth and the power and the wonderful things from God. You're a partaker and then cast it aside or let it go. And then it becomes yeah. impossible to renew that person. Now, this yeah. is, for me, this is the key on that. He doesn't say it's impossible for them to repent. No, he doesn't. He says it's impossible to renew them to repentance. And the way I've often taken that, tell me, Andrew, if you think I'm way off base here, but I've, I've often taken that as more about where I'm going to be. When, if I see you who have been a faithful child of God, who've mm-hmm. experienced the grace of the Lord, experienced the salvation, the participation in his people, in the faith, in the repentance, in the, in the joy of salvation, and then you decide to kick it to the curb, yeah. what what can I share with you? Yeah. What can I say to you that will renew you? Yeah. I think what the Hebrew writer is pointing out is saying, guys, if you don't listen to me now, what do you think I'm going to say when you've decided to disbelieve? If you if you won't listen to me now while you still believe mm-hmm. and, and you're diminishing and you're instead of maturing, you're is immaturing a word? <laughs> you're getting worse. What's the, what is it? Atrophy? Atrophy. Yeah. Atrophy. Yeah. As, as you're moving backwards, if, if you're not going to listen to me now, what makes you think you're going to listen to me? when you've decided to give it up, when you've decided to turn your back on it. Now you guys still believe. Right now you're still acting as Christians, but he's got this fear. There's something that they're doing that has him worried that they're going to fall. And he says, if you don't listen now, don't think you're going to listen later. Well, that's right. He sees them that they are on a course. And this book is, if it's anything, it's a course correction, you know, for for Christians who've come to the crossroads and they're wondering if they're going to pursue on or they're starting to fall back and go away. I mean, that's, to my mind, that's who this book is written to, uh, to encourage them onward. Um, I, th- I think you're in the right, I think, yes, Edwin, yes. The, 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 I love it when you say that. The, the challenge is, the challenge is, okay, someone has been taught the truth. They've tasted it. They know. And they turn away. Yes. And they leave. I've got nothing new. There's nothing else. In fact, the Lord's not going to give something else. As we uh, learned in chapter one, he has given the son. There's the mouthpiece. There's the final uh, messenger, right? And so if if that's not going to persuade you, if that's not going to keep you, there's not something else. There's no new covenant coming. No newer covenant. No newer we, we, covenant. We've coming. got the covenant in Jesus. That's the new covenant. That's that's the end result. We're in the last days. There's not going to be any new yeah. days. We're all of those things. We're we're at the end. If you're not going to accept what's been given to you now, what else is there to accept? And I think it is a sobering warning because it is it is possible to be a Christian. And to drift away. It is possible to fall away, to quit. Okay, let me just jump in here. Yeah. It is amazing to me the mental and verbal gymnastics that commentators go through on this chapter who are Calvinists, who believe right. you can't fall away, who try to make this say something else other yeah. than what it clearly says as it talks about those who have tasted, who have experienced, and they fall away. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I mean, it's not like people really fall away, but it's yeah. you know, 
blah de blah blah blah. The Hebrew writer says they've tasted, they've experienced it, yes. and they fell away. Yes. And when that's what happens, yeah. what have we got to pull them back? Again, keeping it in context, I think the real issue is a warning to these Hebrews who are struggling, who instead of progressing, they're going backwards. And he's letting them know, you guys are walking a path. Right. You're walking a path. And if you do not turn around now, it is not going to get any easier to turn around. Well, you're talking about the Hebrew writer instructing them and... We've been taught, we go back to the third chapter and some of those discussions, that there was this precursor story as he reminds them of the history of God's chosen people, the Israelites, and how a generation fell in the wilderness. They fell. Uh, and why did they fall in the wilderness, right? It was because of their lack of faith their evil heart of unbelief, and they did not obey the Lord. They didn't go in the land when he told them to. And so the Lord was angry with them. He swore in his wrath they would not enter his rest. They fell. So you're, you're talking specifically about chapter 3, specifically about verse 17, whose bodies fell yes. in the wilderness. But he'd also talked about them hearing and yet rebelling. Mm -hmm. They had been led out. These are all people who put the blood on the doorpost. Yeah. These are all people who had been delivered from yeah. Egypt. These are all people who are part of God's people that are following Moses. They were baptized in the Red Sea. Right. They, they came to the foot of Mount Sinai. They made the covenant with God, and yet they fell in the wilderness yeah. because of disobedience. And now here I see this phrase, fall away, or fallen away, and a warning against that. And to my mind, I, I see a, a line being drawn here, some dots being connected. Absolutely this can happen to you, Christian. Don't do this. This is, I, I have to tell you, Andrew, I have been increasingly frightened, scared. Mm. I, I don't know what word is the right one, concerned as we're reading through Hebrews, because more than any other time in studying this book and reading it, maybe just because in, in the past couple of years, I've had friends and family who have fallen away. I've had folks who are near and dear to me, even some that I warned. I said, look, mm -hmm. you're, you're walking down a path. I'm telling you, this is going to be the next step. This is what's going to happen next. Yeah. And no, it's not going to happen like that. Why? Who do you think you are to say this to me? And right. yet now they've abandoned the Lord. And I don't just mean like gone off to some church that I disagree with. I mean like abandoned the Lord. Yeah. I mean, completely 100% yeah. gone atheist. And, and, you know, I remember years ago when I, when I told them, this is the direction this is heading. No, it's not. No, it's not. And I think that's what's happening here with the Hebrew writer. And what we find here is we are walking on the edge of a knife mm. as Christians. I, I mean, if we will hang on to Jesus, he's got us in his hand sure. and we will be safe. Mm -hmm. But if we, if we push Jesus away, if we, become lackadaisical, mm -hmm. if we become mm -hmm. apathetic, if we become complacent. What Hebrews is pointing out to us is there is danger ahead. Yeah. We need to be doing our best. We need to be striving. We need to be growing. We need to be progressing on. Because if we, if we let that slide thinking, oh, it's just all okay, and this could never happen to me, I'll never fall away, I'll never become unfaithful, I'll never quit believing. I, I mean, I guess I just want to ask you and anybody who's listening— do you know people that five years ago you thought would never fall away, and yet today they're not serving the Lord? Ten years ago you thought, this this person will never fall away. This is, as, as yeah. some preachers I've heard talk, this is a low-maintenance person right here. Low-maintenance, <laughs> and yet now they've completely abandoned the Lord. Yeah, I know yeah. people like that. I know too many people like that. And the Hebrew writer is warning, if you're not moving forward, you're going backwards. And look, it never gets easier than today to repent. Yeah. 
Go back. No, that's, yeah, the, I mean, that's a, that's a great point. That's a great point. You're hearing the word today. Your heart is still tender today. But if you put it off another day, your heart gets that much colder. You get that much more set in these other ways. You start bearing this other kind of fruit. If I go back to this text, which was actually no fruit at all, right? Bearing the thorns and bearing the briars. Mm. Go back to the the example of the Israelites. Uh, back in Hebrews chapter 3 and chapter 4, as it's talking about Psalm 95, the psalmist really telescopes the entire 40 years, and it, it's actually almost... It gives this picture as he, he kind of summarizes the whole 40 years, rather than just the moment at which they refused to go in the land. He talks about this whole 40 years as if it's kind of this singular event. And it really leaves that flavor that if any of these people had repented while they were in the wilderness, they'd have been able to get in. Mm. It, but it's the fact that they continued in their ungodliness, in their rebellion. We see it over and over again. We might wonder, why does God continue to have this testing in the wilderness? It's because he's giving opportunity to repent. Yeah. He's letting them. He's testing them. He sh- here's an opportunity for them to step up and say, you know what? This time I'm not going to grumble and complain. This time I'm going to pray. This time I'm going to rely on you, Lord. This time we're going to trust you, Lord. But what do they do again and again and again? They just dig in further and further and further in their disbelief and their disobedience. It's, you know, they had experienced They Mm -hmm. saw the plagues. Mm -hmm. They walked through the walls of water. They saw the mountain shake and heard the voice of God, and yet they turned their back on it. Sure. And it never got easier for them to repent. And it's it's well, a, and it makes me think about. Uh, so then, what are we going to do with it today? Today, right? What the Hebrew writer has been teaching us for a couple of chapters that today don't harden your heart. Today, yeah. repent. Today, bear good fruit. And, and and again, what a testament to the blessing and patience and long suffering of our God. He actually has given us today. And there's absolutely nothing in this passage or any other scripture that says that if I if I repent, He won't let me. Yeah, that's that's not what this is saying. That's not what it it's says. saying. Repent, repent now. Take yeah. care of it now, because it never gets easier than now yeah. to repent. Well, we thank you so much for joining us for Text Talk today. Of course, we love to get feedback from all the listeners. Send us an email with your comments or your questions, or just to say hello. Text Talk at ChristiansMeetHere.org. Text Talk at ChristiansMeetHere.org. Evan, would you lead us in prayer? Holy God, we humbly come before you, prostrate in your presence, asking you to Convict us and to strengthen us where we are not following your word, where we are diminishing instead of growing. We pray that you would correct us, that you would call us short, that you would put people in our lives who will rebuke us and encourage us. Father, we pray that that a, a, a Nathan will come to us and call us to account. We pray that we will not linger in sin, in unbelief, in rebellion, that we will develop relationships with others who will exhort us every day, that we will be in your word, that we will grow. Forgive us for the apathy that we have at times. Forgive us for the complacency. Father, discipline us and motivate us, and may we bring glory and honor to you because you deserve it. It's through your son Jesus we pray these things. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. 
Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne.